0: For sports content from the biggest leagues and competitions across the world, look no further than Reuters Connect, Reuters' online news content platform. Reuters Connect makes finding the sports content you need easy, whether it's in-depth reporting from Reuters journalists or access to video highlights from around the world. Bring the world of sport directly to your workplace with Reuters Connect. For more information and a free trial, visit ReutersConnect.com. Welcome to Keeping Score, I'm Ricardo. Each week, we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rulemakers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports, and we are keeping score. At a time where playoffs normally happen and end of seasons happen, but you add basketball and hockey playoffs to it, it is a total glut for television around the world and hopefully television dollars helping to deflect the pandemic's economic crisis. In that context, let's look at the deal making issues three to one. Three. You can't get into the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center to see your favorite players, but you can get there virtually. USTA and Zoom Video Communications, partnering up to offer fans virtual experiences during the U.S. Open Tennis Championships running through September 13. VIP experiences include two private VIP virtual hospitality events and a celebrity fundraising event for the USTA Foundation. In addition, the partnership sees the USTA pay tribute to local health care workers. And honor 14 healthcare champions from around the globe in a champion to champion virtual interview series conducted on Zoom. Even though no fans have been present in the Arthur Ashe suites and outer court seats, the tennis has been as mesmerizing as ever. Sadly, however, the tournament signature Grey Goose Honey Deuce cocktail and mouthwatering lobster rolls can't be consumed online. Believe me, I've tried too. Starting this month, Nielsen will include out-of-home viewership as part of its linear TV ratings. That's been years in the making. The change, according to Axios Sports, substantially boosts TV viewership numbers for sports and other programming that's frequently watched outside the homes. Think about bars, restaurants, and airports. Networks such as ESPN have already been able to transact separately on OOH ratings via tools Nielsen has provided since 2017. But for big broadcasters airing major sporting events, these changes could be massive. Nielsen's decision would normally have huge implications for the ad sales business, particularly on the eve of the new NFL and fall TV seasons. But most gathering places are closed or operating at limited capacity due to the pandemic, rendering OOH viewership moot for now still a big deal in the long term though the change how networks will sell advertising and how much ad buyers will pay bars being included in nielsen numbers would seemingly reward live sports more than anything else and some pre-pandemic forecast predicted as much as 11 percent boost to sports viewership numbers one amazon and tottenham hotspur finalizing a first-of-its-kind retail partnership that'll see the English Soccer Club build its own brand store on Amazon's website. The tie-up, according to SportsPro, marks a, a new level of interest from Amazon and licensed sports merchandise, an area that's been a major priority for the world's biggest online retailer. It also draws a direct line between Amazon's retail business and its growing Prime Video Service, about to unveil a new documentary series about the club's 2019 and 2020 season. The deal is a potential playbook for how Amazon can further marry its core retail business with its growing sports media arm, which includes all-or-nothing documentary franchise like Live Sports and Thursday Night NFL Games. All-or-nothing documentaries have included shows about the Dallas Cowboys, University of Michigan football, EPL Club Manchester City, Prime uh, Amazon Video, has also commissioned a four-part series about the French soccer club Paris Saint-Germain, knowing who's watched, what gives Amazon more data capture to pitch products available in its marketplace. Certainly a great marketing plan. And that's deal-making issue number one. Let's get to the Olympics, but get to the Olympics in a different context. We have the best rugby player in the world on the female side with 32 points. Objectively measured. Alef Kelter, who is an Alaska-born, Tampa around the world. She played 2009 to 13 with the Wisconsin Badgers hockey, and the Summer Olympics qualified with rugby sevens. The 2016 to date and the U.S. national team. Her father a fighter pilot. She is a big deal. Training in San Diego pandemic affected everybody, including the U.S. national team. She knows what it takes to win the Rugby Sevens. She listened to her. She's not Joe Namath, but she makes a fairly interesting prediction. I give you the best rugby player in the world, of Kelter. We continue to shift between the business leaders in sports, the opinion leaders in sports, And the athletes in sports at various stages. We've had minor leaguers and younger golfers who have been affected by the coronavirus. Now we shift to Alev Kelter, who is the hands-down best rugby player on the planet. Okay, So that's about as good as we're going to get. She's (laughs) a friend. She's been preparing for the Tokyo Olympics. A lot of stuff. Her background, her athletic diversity, what she's doing to prepare. Good morning. How are you
1: Good morning, Rick. I'm doing well. how are you? Thank you so much for having me on
0: here so you you are hands down as far as points scored rugby sevens. I saw the bio it said thirty two points explain maybe it's more now. Explain how you got to your lofty position and how you're unchallenged as the greatest rugby player on the planet
1: Oh I mean I think that's you know that's a far reach to say you know hands down but um you know, it's been about six years in my rugby career, which is kind of short, if you can imagine that, but uh, played a lot of different sports growing up. But, um, you know, it, it's a huge uh, tribute to my teammates and, um, and their selflessness. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about the rugby culture, but um, I can't do it without them. And, uh, yeah.
0: Well, You're humble as well, in addition to a uh, a graduate of a fellow Big Ten school at the University of Wisconsin. We'll get into that in a minute. But so you've been on the U.S. national team since 2016. Is that correct? And obviously, the Rugby Sevens is a big part of the U.S. national team performance, uh, Olympic-wise or not. So describe to everybody where the U S national team fits in, uh, the kind of Olympic hierarchy as you get ready for Tokyo next summer.
1: Yeah. So, um, rugby debuted, um, as the first, um, rugby sevens debuted, um, in its first Olympics in 2016. And it had, um, it was first, um, introduced as a rugby 15s aside, which is the traditional way of playing rugby, which is 15 against 15. And it, um, we are actually, the U.S. is the reigning gold medals winner of that Olympics in, uh, in Paris in 1924, and it was reintroduced in 2016 um, with a, a different rendition, which is seven aside, just seven against seven on a full-size pitch, which is 70 meters by 100 meters. So uh, a lot more space to play, a lot more exciting, and instead of an 80-minute game, um, it's a 14-minute game, two seven-minute halves, and um, the U.S. fared well. Um, in their debut and we, we, we win, um, won fifth place um, and actually tied the gold medal winners Australia and our men placed ninth place um, and they had uh, Fiji as the first ever um, crowned champion and their Fiji's actually first ever gold medal which is amazing.
0: And so when we did our first event that HSBC graciously sponsored and we're going to do more we had yes. a whole bunch of your contemporaries on as well. And I know you're an HSBC ambassador. So talk a little bit about your training regimen. I mean, they've been very supportive of you as well. But what does it take now to get ready for Tokyo?
1: Oh, it's, it's um you know, it's, it takes a lot of self-discipline right now because we had five months of individual training. And if you play, you know, 20-something years of professional sports and you ask, Um, an individual who you know is is notorious for playing team sports to take five months off not see their teammates they're actually prohibited to see their teammates (laughs) um, based on uh, you know quarantine factors and say okay just um, find the motivation within and and continue to pursue Um, it's it's quite challenging um, but you know the beauty of technology and and phone calls and you know um, I guess the up and coming zoom, um, has just blossomed, um, to help with uh, chemistry. But what we do, Rick is we, we wake up in the morning and we are actually in a quarantine bubble. Um, and it's, it's three groups of seven and, uh, non-contact. And, um, we have strict, um, like a bubble agreement that we, um, make sure we're staying safe, um, in, in this, in this pandemic. And, um, we, we train three times a week, um, going to the training center, uh, with a lot of strict, uh, Um, protocols with um, cleaning protocols and, and wiping down, I think three or four times the gym equipment. Um, But, you know, we're making it do.
0: Can't you in the halls, aren't you frustrated by non-contact? Can't you just give your teammates just a unexpected, like jolt to the chops just to get yourself, uh, you know, aware of life? I mean, aren't you ready for that? Don't you want to hit somebody?
1: I feel like I feel like that's the, the theme of everybody right now in 2020. Um, I think anybody would like to just get a big, massive tackle right now and just say, oh, I'm still alive, and thank God I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So, where does your Rugby Sevens team place? We don't need a Joe Namath prediction, but we need some confidence. So, what happens yeah, next so summer we were, in Tokyo for you guys?
1: Last year, we were the uh, number two world team on, on the circuit, um, which HSBC graciously sponsors. Um, we have like eight stops around the world in Dubai, Australia, New Zealand, um, and it's it's a beautiful event that helps us qualify for the Olympics. And we actually qualified in Brits, France, um, last year. And um, again, we went from fifth place in Rio, and hopefully, we'll be top three um, in Tokyo. And um, and I, you know, and I, I want to say we have the talent, and the Americans have the athleticism, and we're gonna put. Um, rugby IQ into that and uh, take this time to learn the game a little better. And, and, and I would like to say, and hope and promise you that you'll have a, a gold medal finish.
0: Wow. Joe Namath, ladies and gentlemen, are, are you, are you, are you old enough to remember who Joe Namath is? <laughs> I'm <not. laughs> yeah, He's just, he's this old dude who's hanging around South Florida now who played four years with the Jets in the hall of fame and he made this promise and it came true. We know that, you know that. So tell me, you, all of the stuff you're describing, which is very ambitious training regimen, you, you, you couldn't do this without HSBC's help too, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, they are an amazing organization that believes um, in, in equity and, and pushing people um, past their, their comfortability. And, and, and they are an amazing example of, of leadership in not only corporate, but also the sports world. Um, yeah, we couldn't do it without them.
0: We talk about athleticism, but, you know, you are at least a two-sport athlete, probably a lot more. I'm going to go through (laughs) a a taff line with you and see how deep and good you really are over time. But from 2009 through 13, you were a Wisconsin Badgers hockey player. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, not only hockey, but I I also played division one soccer there. So two division. There you go. Forgot. Sorry.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, no,
1: I got to give Paula Wilkins a a shout out. Who's our soccer coach and Mark Johnson, who you know, from Miracle in the 1980 Olympics. Yeah, he, um, they were amazing. And they actually made a house visit to Alaska, where I'm from and said, you know, we personally want you um, and my twin sister Daria to play hockey and soccer at Wisconsin. And um, they provided an amazing ab- uh, avenue for us to not only play the sports we we dreamed of playing Division One, but also get an amazing education, um, and that is so important.
0: You were born in Tampa, but you ended up in Alaska. Tell that story.
1: Yeah, so my uh, my dad is uh, um, an Air Force pilot, um, and we just grew up uh, moving all over the world. And I think we stayed maybe two or three years at spots and moved. Um, so I was born in Tampa, um, and uh, then. I think Colorado, Arkansas, um, Texas, and Alaska. So um, I all before I was kind of eight years old. So uh, stayed from eight to eighteen in Alaska, and I, I call that home. And uh, it's a, a rugged and tough place. And I think that's where I found my love for for contact sports. And played ice hockey with the boys growing up. And it just was a smooth transition to rugby.
0: Did you fight? Did you beat the hell out of these boys when you were playing hockey? Were you a fighter? Yeah, I-
1: you know, you you locker box and, and you know it's it's one of those things like okay this is how you, you drop the stick you drop the gloves and you pull the jersey over the head the uppercut and yeah you learn and all that in the in the locker room with them <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun
0: man ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something you know as she walks the street as a famous Olympian don't screw with her I, I'm telling you don't make her mad okay that's all that's all I got to say and the other thing I was going to mention I assume and I was going to leave this best for last. Uh, your dad being a fighter pilot, you, you don't minimize that. That's really significant. Coupled with growing up in a rugged Alaska terrain has to make you not only tough, but it has to make you incredibly competitive with an amazing drive and an amazing heart. And I assume the you'll take it to Tokyo, and the U.S. team is lucky to have that spirit amongst them.
1: I grew up with a twin sister, and it, at a young age, it just created this it cultivated this healthy sense of competition and it wasn't to belittle one another. It was to, to, to rise together. And I, I know in Tokyo, you're going to see that from, from all the um, not only Americans, but all the countries coming together to really rise and overcome not only this pandemic, but just, um, you know, the sense of, of all the struggles that we've, we've had to deal with with social injustice and, um, and the like. So I'm excited to see that. And I, and I do want to give a shout out to, all the women that participated in the Rio Olympics, it was the first time that we had more women than men in the Rio Olympics. So that was, I think it was 292 women to 262 men. Um, And it's just to just continue that legacy of, of let's build and and, and create change and, and cultivate positivity. Like that's where we're going, Rick.
0: Yes, it is. And the Olympic movement is lucky to have you. I'm lucky to have you as a friend. HSBC is lucky to have you as an ambassador. And just save that fighting spirit, go to work, kick some butt, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Well, one of the things that she says that's very important is how HSBC has nurtured her, given her support, met her first time at an HSBC-sponsored event that we had in Los Angeles at the end of February, right before the pandemic, at the Rugby Sevens. She certainly was articulate then. She's articulate now. And a shout-out to HSBC, by the way, for providing significant support during the pandemic. I think it's fair to say that Rugby uh, owes a debt of gratitude to a very significant sponsor in HSBC. And thanks to Aleph. Let's talk about tech in a tremendously Significant industry, the Sports Tech Minute. YouTube TV tackled a new deal with NFL Network and NFL Red Zone just ahead of the 2020 season. NFL Media and YouTube TV unveiling a new carriage agreement to bring two channels to the platform's subscribers. NFL Network, according to Synopsis Sports, became available on YouTube's TV based package as of last Thursday. NFL Red Zone is also available as part of YouTube's new add-on package, Sports Plus, which launched the same day. are excited to bring NFL Network and NFL Red Zone to YouTube TV subscribers just in time for kickoff, COO Hans Schroeder said. The opportunity to give NFL Network and NFL Red Zone a broadcast distribution uh, to fans remains a top priority. The new YouTube offering provides the best incentive yet, for avid football fans to cut the cable cord. Previously, cable subscribers generally had to pay a more expensive higher-tier package to access the popular channels. Just another example of tech making money for the sports industry. Let's look at good sports in the sports philanthropic minute. DeAndre Jordan and his Treehouse Giving Foundation started donating meals during the pandemic The goal was to help frontline workers fight COVID 19 and combat the subsequent food insecurity program. Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, others got involved, as well as generating significant dollars thanks to DeAndre Jordan. The V Foundation for Cancer Research paid tribute to the Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month in conjunction with longtime partners Dick Vitale and WWE. They've raised tens of millions of dollars to curtail deadly childhood cancers in the U.S. and beyond. MLS Works teams up with league partner Continental Tire as part of Childhood Cancer Awareness Month to raise awareness and funds for childhood cancer throughout the childhood cancer campaign. Finally, SpareKey, a nonprofit that supports families facing a medical crisis, faces an existential threat from COVID-19 and its impact on the U.S. economy. Collegiate and pro sports teams along the route can help by donating autographed jerseys and other memorabilia that will be auctioned to raise critical dollars, but obviously fundraising in this trying times is significant, is important, and obviously ongoing. Let's finish with the Sports and Lifestyle Minute. In Vienna, our regular weekly contributor, a lifestyle expert, and wellness writer, the w- editor of two websites. The EVSocial.com covers entertainment, wellness, fashion, and travel. And Hampton'sMoms.com addressing all things family on Long Island's magical East End. She also contributes to Artsugar.com and other projects and other publications. And here's her lifestyle minute for the week. Stephanie Strack is no stranger to competitive sports. The Alaska native learned to ski at age 2. She later won a Junior Olympics gold medal for downhill skiing and briefly played Division I soccer at the University of Montana. Following graduation, she joined Nike as an associate footwear merchandiser in 2004 And after advancing through other posts in sales, merchandising, and operations, she became a vice president in 2017 and assumed command of Express Lane, a global initiative to bring the sportswear giant's products to market twice as fast. Stephanie's wearing a new hat today, and that's founder of Viz, which is a sports advocacy business she created that will empower and support the female athletic community aged 13 to 22. Stephanie will pair young athletes with mentors that will help guide and motivate them throughout their professional career. The program and platform is designed with three tiers, league members, creators, and experts. Members are the pro athletes, the females, that will serve as mentors. The creators will create content and build digital strategy, and the experts range from nutritionists to psychologists, etc., to address all of a young athlete's concerns. I don't think there's ever been a better time for such a platform to exist, Enid says. Female athletes are often underrepresented. Mentorship provides a strong foundation from which to build from. We're amidst a global pandemic. There's never been a more critical time to build a community and foster inclusivity. Catching Stephanie's vibe and wish nothing but success for this venture. As a female and former athlete, she applauds this initiative slash platform. As Beyonce said, who runs the world? Girls. Congratulations to this platform. And congratulations to Stephanie. I'd like to thank Enid Vienna. I'd like to thank Elav Kelter. I'd like to thank all those putting this program and podcast together in the midst of the ongoing pandemic. And Join us next week when we continue to keep score. Action Images is the global multimedia sports agency of Reuters. Leagues, teams and federations around the world rely on Action Images to create, distribute and monetize their content. Action Images' global footprint means sports media expertise is never far away. For more information, visit actionimages.com.